if you've ever sat in a courtroom and you've ever heard, and I know there's a few here that can relate to this like I can, and you've heard that judge stand there and swing that big old gavel and say, guilty as charged. I'll tell you what, that's a very lonely, very sad, very scary feeling, isn't it, Nolan? It's a tough thing. I'll tell you what, Jesus, he stood before the judge three times one day. He stood before Pilate three times. Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. Find no fault in this man. Innocent. Innocent. Yet he was sentenced to die. But us, we're all guilty. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. We're all guilty. And we stand before that judge. And he swings that gavel and he says, guilty. But you know what? We can go free. And we can go to heaven because when Jesus died, <laughs> mercy walked in. All right. I stood in the courtroom. The judge turned my way. Looks like you're guilty. Now what do you say? I spoke of your honor. I have no defense. That's when mercy walked in. Mercy walked in and pleaded my case all to the stand God saving grace the blood was presented that covered my sin forgiven when mercy walked in. I stood there in wonder how could this be that someone so guilty had just been set free and my chains were broken I felt born again the moment that mercy walked in oh mercy And pleaded my case all to the stand. God's saving grace, the blood was presented that covered my sin, forgiven with mercy. Oh. 
when mercy walked in. Amen. Y'all put your hands together for Brother John. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. So much talent in this church. There's so much talent in this church, I need about six or eight big, strong men right now. Six or eight big, strong men. The weak ones sit down. Any big, strong men come in. All the men come help me. Every man. I'd like to move that over to that corner, and I'd like to move that one to that corner, but I don't want to break them, guys. They're screwed to the floor? Okay, well, let's wait. Uh, Go sit down, you big studs. (laughs) Big studly men. Uh, We're good. Praise God. God's good. Amen. Open your Bibles to Matthew 6. Maybe I'll stand on that thing in a minute. Man, God just proved himself so real today. I I, I was over there with our graduating seniors. We got about six seniors that are graduating this year. Give God a praise. And and, uh, my son being one, uh, Miss Vicky's daughter being another, uh, Brother Todd's son, uh, uh, Tyler, uh, I can't remember all of them, Kyla. There's several of those students uh, that are graduating. Uh, well, we're going to have a graduation party that everyone's invited to, to, to Dalton's, and it's Saturday at 2 at a community center. Love everybody to come. Danny and Allie's cooking for us, so it's going to be a good time. Free food, brisket, going to be a good time. So. That'd be 2 o'clock, and if y'all want to come down to Huntsville where they're graduating, I know the class would be uh, just tickled to death. Uh, how many know that God is real? Yes. How many believe that God can? Yes. How many really believe that God can? God can do what you need him to do. Today I said, Lord, I need to find a graduation gift for these kids for about seven, eight bucks. Vicky went yesterday, couldn't find anything. I know what you're thinking, old cheapskate preacher. Well, I thought I had like 10 or 20 or 15 of them things graduating. I only had like eight or over there. There was seven. We gave away seven of the gifts. But I wanted to spend 7 or $8 because I blessed them with some money. I took money out of the church, and I, I want to bless those kids that are graduating with some money out of this church. Let them know that God is first, and I'm giving you back what, what maybe your family sold into this ministry. So I want to bless you. I want this to buy a book. I want it to buy a uniform for Dalton, horseshoe nails, whatever it is. I want to bless you with God's money. We ought to be honorable about that tonight. Start them kids off right. So, but I wanted a little gift to go with it for about seven or eight bucks. So I asked God to help me. Vicky couldn't find anything. So I, I took Miss Lita to get her car today and dropped her off and went over to Free Spirit where Miss Tina works. I walked into Free Spirit and said, hey, you got a gift for seven, eight bucks. She said, you pushing your luck today, preacher. <laughs> she said, but we'll help you. So we looked all over the store and I found these little coasters, you know, you can set your drink on and. They were out of granite. They were pretty nice little coasters. And they had uh, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, Philippians 4, 13. And I had eight of those things for, for the graduating class. I had a couple more just in case we got extra. They were $7.99 a piece. And I was like, wow, that's nice. I think I'll, I'll take those. And, and they, some of them had a little easel. You could set them up. And instead of set your drink on, you could actually set them on that little easel. And they were, they were really sharp and so I, I wanted to make one more pass to make sure I was getting the right thing. Sometimes you've got to go back and look again. 
Sometimes you got to go back and look again. I went back and I saw these crosses in this basket. And I'm telling you the truth. God can, God will, and God is able tonight. God can, God will, and God is able. Who believes that tonight? So I passed these baskets full of these handmade crosses. They were beautiful. I picked one up, and it was unique, and it was beautiful, and it was made out of mesquite wood. I mean, this thing was fantastic. And the owner of the store said, you want them crosses? And Tina said, you want to give him a deal on these crosses? Yeah, give him whatever he wants. Well, he wants to spend 7 bucks, and these crosses are $24.99. Well, if he wants them, he can have them. That's what he said. If he wants them, he can have them. She said, there's no two crosses alike, like there's no two people in this church alike. So it was really cool. He said, if you want them for seven bucks, you can have them. I said, dude, I'll give you eight. I'm a tipper now, Danny. You got to be a tipper, boy. You want blessing, you got to bless them back. You know? And so I said, I'll give you eight. And they said, all right, man, if you want them. So we bagged them all up in a, in a bag, and I bought them. And we got to talking about God and, and how good God was. And I bought eight of those at, 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 at eight, eight times eight. What is that? 64. What's six plus four? Boy, y'all are smart. Who didn't graduate? Keep your hand down. No kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, what's eight times eight? Plus four plus six is what? Ten. What's God's rules, Ten Commandments? I started looking at them crosses, and I said, well, I bought eight crosses. I gave $8 a piece for them. That's $64. Six plus four is ten. Awesome. I'm going to tell the kids tonight to keep God's Ten Commandments alive. And so I had this little message about the Ten Commandments and keeping it alive. And I was looking over the cross as God is my witness on the back of these crosses that were in the seat of my truck were handwritten in pencil, Caney, C-A-N-E-Y. What's the name of our church? Are y'all smart? Every cross in that bag had handwritten on the back of it, Caney, C-A-N-E-Y. God had them crosses in that basket just for me at the price that I wanted to pay just for me. Nobody, nobody can do that but God. Nobody can do it. If that don't wow you, you need to get up and go home. You need to get up and roll. Something wrong with your wow or it's broke. I had to almost pull over and wipe the tears out of my eyes so I could keep driving. Something that I thought was so small, so insignificant, was such a great big deal to God. I called Tina up. I said, because me and Tina, are, are, we're all linked up, me and Tina. You know, she gave away a car. God told her she wrecked her car. She got an insurance check for $7,000. God told her to give that car to, to, to Caney Creek, um, that money, $7,000. She didn't have a car. She didn't have nothing but an insurance check for $7,000 and God said give that to the church she called me up one day said look I don't have a car I'm going to have to walk but God said give this insurance check to you she gave it to us at this church 
You know what God told me to do? Buy her a car. So I bought her a car. I was at the auction. She had a Mustang. She wrecked the Mustang. Joe, were you with me at the auction that night? I don't, yeah, he was with me. Joe was with me at the auction. A black Mustang rolled in, and I said, man, this Mustang must be five, six, seven thousand $7,000. I'm going to use every bit of that check she gave me for that car. And, and, but that Mustang, they said, 1800 1900 21 22 23 24 25 and I just kept sticking my hand up, sticking my hand. I got that car for like $2,800, $2,900. And, man, that car looked sharp. Joe and test drive it, come back. Next day, me and him pulled it out. God is my witness. How do I know that was her car? It was meant for her. It had a picture of Jesus on the back window. Hey, it was a hologram picture. You couldn't see it unless it was in the sunlight. I had tried to buy her four Mustangs prior, but God had that one for her. She drove that Mustang for a while and gave it away. God blessed her and gave her a brand new 2016 Mustang the other day. God is in the business of doing for his children tonight. You need to believe that tonight. Whatever you need him to do, whatever it is, guys, whatever you need him to do, he will do it if you call on him and you ask him. I'm struggling a little bit with forgiveness. You know, when you think you master something, like forgiveness... All of a sudden, it rears its ugly head again. And you think, well, I, I've gotten so good at forgiving people that, that, that maybe it just comes natural. No, forgiveness does not come natural. It takes work, don't it, Connie? I mean, believe it takes a little work to forgive somebody. Huh? Let, let somebody cheat on you. Let somebody lie to you. Let somebody just get in your pocket and steal from you. Uh, forgiveness don't come easy. I guess I just Allie got in the habit of forgiving so quickly that, that I realized that I was so good at it that, that I thought the problem was solved till now. Now I got a problem forgiving. I got a real problem forgiving, and it's hard, man. When you're the pastor of the church and you don't want to stand up in front of people and tell them to forgive and you ain't good at it. I was good at it at once, but now it looks like I've just been beat up, hit with this, hit with that, hit with this, hit with that. You know what? I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm having struggles with this forgiveness thing. He said, go back to the lessons I taught you. That's what he whispered in my ear. I asked him, I said, God, I'm having trouble with forgiveness. He said, go back to what I taught you before. You know what that reference to? What I already know he'll do. What I already know he's taught me. Don't forget what you've been taught. Don't forget what you know. Don't forget that you've had to forgive people before that you can do it again. I'm preaching way better than y'all are letting on. This lesson for me, is I don't believe it's just for me tonight. I believe that there are some people here tonight that are really struggling with forgiveness. And I, and I believe in my heart that we need to really dig into what God says about forgiveness and take hold of it, just like them boys were taking hold of them bulls last night and try to win at forgiveness. I, I, I thought I won at forgiveness. I thought that I had got the buckle. I thought that I was the champion, but I realized, no, I got to go back at it again. How many know that you can read the Bible and hear a story or read a story, and then you look at it again, it's a whole new story? Huh? There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of preachers in the world today, and they can all preach the cross a different way. 
Same thing when you look at the book and you say, you know what, I know what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that the Lord has plans for me, plans to prosper, plans to give me a future and a hope. But you can look at that again and say, you know what, my future is in Christ. I miss that. My hope is in Him. I miss that. You can read that, preach that, teach that, but then you go back to it again. You realize, you know what, I needed that. I needed this scripture that I'm about to give you tonight. I needed it for me. I needed it for me, and I pray that it helps you. And I had the need to go back to my notes. Thank God that I study and I keep my notes. In my computer, can I say this to you tonight? I have never, many, I'm not lying, listen to me. I have never in the history of this church preached something that I preached before years ago. Haven't done it. God won't let me. I've tried. I've been tired. I've been wore out. I've been busy. I've been exhausted. I've tried to go back to 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15. I've told some of the same stories, but I've never preached the same message twice. Now, I have preached some amazing messages here and took them on the road where somebody didn't hear them before and had a real good response because I tell you what, I got them saved. I got my notes saved. So I'm struggling with forgiveness, and the Lord says, go back to what I taught you. Go back to what you know. Ain't that like, listen, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Listen, if you know it's right, why don't you go do it? I gave you that for free. If you know it's right, why don't you do it tonight? If you know that God has a plan for you and you know it's a good plan, why don't you do it? I went back because he told me to go back. I couldn't go to where I wanted to go because to where I wanted to go was to go back to who I was in 2000 and whatever. I'm only human. We're only human. We got a little Peter in us. We'll pull out our knives and cut somebody's ear off. I carry this thing. I'm good at it. Somebody loan me an ear. Who, who has an ear? Don't loan him at Kenny Creek Cowboy Church. But I went and I looked this scripture up. And I think it has something to do with tonight. I think it has something to do with all of us learning how to forgive and staying in that mindset. Matthew 6, 14, got my Bible. God said, go back to what you already know. Let me say this. If you get away from church, go back to what you already know. If you're back doing drugs again and you say, you know what, there was a time in my life I never wanted to do those drugs. There was a time in my life when I was sober. Go back to what you already know. If your marriage was strong, but now you're looking at the grass is greener on the other side, let me tell you, it's not no greener on the other side. Go back to what you already know. Matthew 6, 14 says this. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others for their sins, your Father will not forgive you of your sins. Wait a minute. That's one of the first messages I ever preached in my entire life as a preacher. I told my church up there in Abbott, Texas, that I had to forgive my mama so that God would forgive me. Go back to what you already know, he told me, Danny. He told me to go to free spirit. He told me to pick up them crosses. He had them crosses for me. He told me today, he said, go back to what you already know. 
I know that I can't be forgiven and you cannot be forgiven. You need to get that in your crawl tonight, that you can't be forgiven unless you forgive others who trespassed against you. Does it say maybe, might? Does it say the exception is you because you're so perfect? It says you will not be forgiven unless you forgive those who hurt you, who stabbed you in the back, who broke your heart, who stole from you. <laughs> I got a big problem, it seems like. When it comes to me thinking I got it all figured out. God showed me I don't have it all figured out, guys. Let me tell you tonight, too. You ain't got it all figured out. How many know that sometimes you're running with God and sometimes you're crawling? <laughs> I feel like I'm crawling. I feel like I'm crawling. I, I feel like, you know, I'm teaching the best I can. I'm preaching the best I can. But am I receiving the best I can? You know, it comes a time where sometimes we're eating a big old meat. And then others, we're just getting spoon-fed by the Lord. Go back to what you already know. So I started looking up my notes, and, and I started looking up my notes, and I sat down, and I just relaxed. How many know if God put you in that spot where you're supposed to be, you can relax? First thing in my notes, this is what I read and what I found out that I had wrote a long time ago. Let go of the anger. If I'm going to forgive somebody, i got to let go of the anger. Oh, my goodness. I don't know about you, but I steam out of both ears. I don't just have like one little pipe. When I'm mad, it comes out. I, I, I'm mad. I wrote down, Rayford, in 2013, let go of the anger. If you let go of the anger, I'll keep you up. You let go of the anger, I'll keep you up. I trust God like this. If I'm on the edge of the cliff and he tells me jump, I know he's going to do two things. He's going to either teach me how to fly or he's going to catch me before I hit the ground. Do you know how I believe if they came in here and said, we're going to cut your head off for being a Christian? Before my head hits the floor, my Lord will take me on to heaven. That's how much my faith is in Christ. He told me, he said, you got to learn to let go of the anger. Let me say this tonight. If you're taking notes and you need to refer back to them, or maybe you've heard me preach like this before, and you're dealing with something, let go of the anger. Maybe you're mad at your child. Maybe you're mad at your husband. Maybe you're mad at me. Maybe I'm mad at you. What am I all worked up over? I'm telling you, my, 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 my workness, my anger is not towards a person. It's because the enemy never lets up. He never lets up. You're a fool to think that he does. He never stops. His only job is to kill you and destroy you, to ruin you. That's his only job. He don't want you to come to the garden. He wants to plant you there. He never lets up, so you shouldn't let up in what you know and the knowledge. And he told me, he said, uh, he said go back to what you know. And, and that chronic anger, that violent anger, that judgmental anger, that passive anger, that overwhelming anger, that self-inflicted anger, that, 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 that anger just consumes your whole being. We need to learn to let it go, guys. Guess what? If I can, you can.
if I can, you can. Tonight I give that stuff to God. I let God have it. I let my Father have it. How many know when it's too heavy to carry, you need a little help? I let my Father carry it. I let him, I just, here, take it from me. Take it from me tonight. Another thing I took a note on is about forgiveness is, is, is stop being so stubborn. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's wrong or right. I often tell my staff, if we get in an argument with these fools, you'll never know the difference. Who's the fool? Two fools arguing in the parking lot, you don't know who it is, what they're doing, what they're arguing about. I need to stay rash. I need not to be stubborn. I need to let things go. There's a lot of stubborn people in church today. I know who you are, and you know who you are, and, it, and it's not a joke because you're going to be judged by a holy God one day for your stubbornness. You're going to stand before a holy God. I heard Robert Moore say as I was listening to him one day, he said, he said, do people not believe that they will be judged on the final judgment day? Do you not believe that you're going to be judged, Harry, on the final judgment day for every single thing you did? And it'll be at that point that the good judge declares, do you get in or do you get out? You can't get in by your good works. Don't get this twisted. But you better do something because he says, by your fruits, I'll know you. So if I remain stubborn and prideful, and poke my chest out. Am I representing Christ? No, I'm representing Mark Grimes. When he hung on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I got this other scripture that, that came to mind. And, and, and please forgive me, I didn't pull my notes off my computer, so I got it right here. Uh, 1 John, 1 John, go there, 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1, 9. For some reason, it seems a lot easier to hold on to anger and hurt feelings than to let it go. Don't get stuck being stubborn and prideful. Be willing to compromise in order to move forward. Stubbornness like anger keeps us from moving beyond the hurts and our feelings. I found this scripture and 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, what is he? Keep reading. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and what? Purify us from all unrighteousness. You know what I finally had to say? Lord, I'm being stubborn. Lord, I'm being stubborn. Purify me, dear God. Purify me, dear God, that I might have a job tomorrow. You see, some of y'all let your stubborn pride cause you to lose your job. Some of you let your stubborn pride cause you to lose your relationships. Some of you let your stubborn pride cause you to lose your walk with God and your testimony. You know, a testimony is only as good to the one who keeps it. I said, Lord, purify my heart. Purify my heart, Lord. I don't want any hate in my heart. I only want love in my heart for all mankind. Can it be done? You bet it's possible because he died in love for all mankind. 
guess what? For blacks, whites, Mexican, Chinese, Japanese, dirty jeans. It just came in, see? I don't know where it came from. Which side of the tracks you live on, what kind of car you drive, that don't matter to God. It don't matter to God. What matters to God is, are we going to trust him? We're going to let go of this hate, this anger, this bitterness. For years, I didn't talk to my sister. Still today, I have trouble trusting her. But I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. If I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, I want to be first to give my own blood the benefit of the doubt. That's English, easy to preach and hard for you to understand. Sometimes you'll forgive a friend that lives down the road before you forgive somebody that's got the same blood bowling through their skin like you do. Maybe it wasn't them. Maybe it was you. Why don't you take the high road tonight? My God goes with us where we go. So if you believe that you're holding this grudge and this stubbornness, don't die like that. Don't let this be your last night on earth like that. That's why I'm preaching this message, because I don't want to die tonight and be prideful and stubborn and angry and have malice in my heart over somebody and something that they did to me. Another thing I looked up, it was pretty cool to revisit this, is to focus on my future. <laughs> Ain't that cool, JB? If I get so mad, so angry, I could lose my future. Benny, you know when I was locked up, brother? When I was locked up, there were 75% of the people locked up because they lost their cool. And they went and killed somebody, beat somebody up, done something stupid. 75% of the people that are in prison today, 75% are the ones that acted out out of anger. You know what happens when you put a D in front of anger? What does it spell? In a second, your whole life can change. In a second, you can pull that knife out kill somebody, pull that gun out. So one of the worst things they can do right now is give the wrong person a concealed handgun's license. A person who doesn't think rationally and has a concealed handgun's license is going to get people killed. They ain't going to get people killed. Why? Because they're not logical thinkers. They're rational thinkers. They're irrational thinkers. That's why I don't carry no gun. I leave it up to JB. He's a rational thinker. But what I do think about is my future. There were many days where my anger took over that I didn't ever think I'd see my kids graduate. But boy, I get to see him walk this week. That's, it's an incredible feeling. It's an incredible. If you've ever been locked up, has anybody ever been locked up? Keep your hand down. I want to know. I don't want to know, man. I want to trust you. But if you've ever been locked up, Freedom is an incredible thing. If you've ever been broke, having a job is a great thing. If you've ever been homeless, and I've been all three, folks, i got to think about the future. Lita told me something one time, man, just, she said, Brother Mark, don't let somebody ruin what you worked so hard to work for for all these years. Don't let somebody come in here and take what you worked so hard for. I remember Brother Vic pulling me aside when we had this preacher come in. and He was passing out his business cards, trying to get everybody on board with what he was thinking. What he was, I was so in love with him that I missed that he was trying to steal my church. I watch people, when, when we hire pastors, flock to people, and I sit back and I think, you know what, what about me? But then i got to remember, it's not about me. 
But my future is in God's hands. And your future is in God's hands. And if you want it to be brighter, you better think about it. You better think about your future. How many got some years in on the job other than Benny? He's so old, he got a decade or two in there. Who got some years in on the job? Anybody got over 10? Amen. Anybody got over 15? Anybody got over 20? Anybody got over 30? Tammy, you ain't that old girl. Remember last year, Tammy, where you were so mad? You were so angry. They came in there and they changed your whole program. You were about ready to quit. You were about ready to throw it in. You were about ready to go to another school, do another thing. Elbowed somebody, she said, put on her ninja outfit. Woo! <laughs> she got one in the closet. Y'all don't know. <laughs> she was so mad she was ready to quit. But she prayed about it. She calmed down. The people that were causing her grief don't cause her grief no more because she prayed about it. God took it from her and protected her and guided her. There are several people right now are in a predicament because they weren't thinking about their future. They weren't thinking about their future. Think about your future. When do I like my freedom, brother? I, I think about it every day. I won't keep it. I won't keep it. That's why I'm trying to take care of my health. I want to live as long as I, God wants me to live. Got to make some changes. Got to do a little exercise, do a little stuff different. I'm thinking about my future. Mary said, hey, why don't we up the insurance? <laughs> On you or me? What's she talking here? <laughs> she said, both. I said, okay, as long as we go together, I'm good. <laughs> Let the kids have it, I guess. But if I don't think about my future, I might give away to sin. I might give away to that future and that hope that God has for me. I might say it don't matter at that time. My future belongs to God. My eternity is secure. But my earthly provision requires me to think and let go of my anger. I asked God to give me a new lesson, and I'm going to end with this. I asked God to give me a new lesson. And it's to learn to retrust people. When people fail me, I ask God to give me a reason to trust them again. Help me to retrust them. Help me to let go of the hurt and retrust them again. Boy, is that not a big mountain to climb? That's a giant mountain to climb, ain't it? It's a, that's like I need some ropes, some climbing gear, and a boost. Help me retrust those ones who have broken trust. I remember one time I was mad. I called my pastor up. And he said, has your flesh ever failed you? This ain't about me, brother. <laughs> he said, then don't be surprised when other people's flesh fails them. Lord, help me to retrust. Help me to let go of my anger. Help us all tonight to learn from this message so that we can aspire to be closer to Christ in every area of our life. This preaching is easy to understand but hard to swallow. Can it be done in a day? Yes, it can. This is my day. This is your day.
It can be done. Hallelujah, there's hope in Christ. I've seen people leave it at the altar, give it up, and never pick it back up again. So why don't we, why don't we do this tonight? Why don't we do this tonight? Why don't we give that hurt to God? And why don't we ask God the same thing to help us? Joseph's brother sold him to slavery. Threw him in a pit to die. Sold him to slavery. Potiphar's wife lied on him, had him thrown in prison. There's never a story about how he took revenge in his own hands. It was just how he trusted God. Tonight, guys, we trust him like never before. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, and help us to let go of our anger, Father. Forgive those who trespass against us. And Father, we lean not on our own understanding right here because right here I don't understand it, Lord. But I know that I've done it before and I can do it again. There are people who hurt me but I've forgiven them. There's people who for hurt us, all of us at one point, and we've forgiven somebody. I remember I had a couple in the church that was really struggling over a wedding thing, you know, and they learned to let that stuff go. I know that there are people in my church sometimes, they don't talk for two or three years, and a message like this can put them back together. They'll get up and hug one another, start serving again together. Heavenly Father, I ask you to help us where we could trust you, love you. I need you, Jesus. I want to be a good man. And more than that, I want us all to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to stand in line with these people. Not all at the same time, I hope, but whatever. But I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, from all of us, from your lips to all of us. Lord, help us to forgive others who fail us as we forgive those who, when we fail them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah.